0: Welcome to the Final Femme Podcast with your host, myself and Sid. My name is Jack. Hi. And hello, Sid. How are you?
1: <laughs> Good. How are you, Jack? Yeah,
0: I'm doing okay. I'm, well, after this movie, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> so the purpose of this podcast is to uh, go through and watch some horror movies, and we take have differing opinions on these horror movies. Uh, Sid likes them, and I generally don't like them, mm-hmm. so really movies in general. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so there will be spoilers in this. We're going to be talking about movies. So um, mm-hmm. if you didn't read the episode title, well, surprise, surprise! We, watched, we watched The Exorcist from 1973. Again, there will be spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, you've only had 49 years to watch it, but go back and watch it. And Take then going. come back and listen to our our brilliant commentary. Also, we're not part of the film industry. I, I, don't, I barely even know how movies are made. Sid, maybe you have more insight in that, but I think we're kind of novices.
1: Yeah, not at all. I just like watching them. So if you are expecting thoughtful critique, that's not what this is. We are just going to release our own dumb thoughts. So don't get yeah. mad at us.
0: Yep. And we will cuss because oh, yeah. this movie made me cuss. Yeah. Say that. <laughs> yep. So, so The Exorcist, uh, mm-hmm. a little synopsis, uh, a visiting actress who is Ellen Burstyn playing Chris uh, come, is in Washington, D.C., and they're shooting a movie. And she starts to notice that there's some changes in the behavior of her daughter, her 12-year-old daughter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and uh, there's also this storyline of priests in Georgetown, at Georgetown University, um, specifically one, Father Keras, who is that right? <laughs> Karras? He
1: so, sure was an ass.
0: Father K. We'll call Father, him Father K. K. so father k he's kind of doubting his faith and dealing with his mother's sickness and he kind of gets rolled into this the story or this Mm -hmm. this movie about exorcism um so basically chris goes looking for any explanation she goes medical first which i'll give her that she went straight to the medical professionals and asked what is wrong with my daughter and they can't figure it out so then they finally say maybe you should see an exorcist and that's kind of how uh father k well, I'll call him Damien. That's better. Um, also, a little on-the-nose calling him Damien mm-hmm. uh, exorcism. Anyway, and he kind of re- he like unites in this priest superhero movie mm-hmm. at the end to try to exorcise the demon. So,
2: Yeah.
1: Jack, do you have any facts about the movie?
0: No. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, I do. And our great producer, Max... Oh, we need to talk about that. Uh, yeah, so we had an unfortunate incident with our previous producer. Mark. It was
1: very sad.
0: Um, what we've heard, I, you know, no one witnessed this, but he was—he died violently in his sleep.
1: So tragic. He,
0: he was—he was bleeding and he ripped apart and bleeding everywhere.
1: Buckets of blood, just really gross.
0: It was—it was pretty awesome. Anyway, our new it was producer. was pretty
1: awesome.
0: His name is Max. Woo He will be joining us as. a... Well, he'll be doing the producing. I mean, that's it's all in the title right there.
1: Welcome, Max.
0: So welcome, Max. If you want to say anything, you can. Otherwise, I completely understand if you want to be silent <laughs> during your first podcast. Is, is this position cursed?
2: <laughs>
1: no, not at all. Definitely not. Oh, okay. okay.
0: No. Okay, nope. good. good. <laughs> Everything's good. Sid. Yes. I guess I will go over some interesting facts now oh, that you okay. mention it. <laughs> and then Max will have a pain in the ass putting this back at the beginning. We'll see. <laughs> Okay, so this movie was released December twenty sixth, nineteen seventy three. Mm-hmm. So Merry Christmas! Oh, Merry Christmas! They a,
2: they're
0: like, "Oh, family time! Let's go see a movie!" And then they went and saw this.
1: You apparently. know, I didn't think about that. This came out the day after Christmas. That's
0: kind of yeah, fucked up. It's a little ballsy on the you know, <laughs> doing that. Um, but this this movie uh, was about eleven million dollars to make on the opening weekend in U.S. and Canada. It made about eight million dollars, oh, and then. Wow. Yeah, what so it almost made what it, you know, its budget. Yeah. But it soon surpassed that by a, a lot. And the gross <sighs> US and Canada was 233 million. Gross worldwide was $441 million. Wow,
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So no wonder there's other ones after this. Yeah. Would be, you know, that that makes sense. If it if a horror movie does well, oh, we got to start doing sequels and stuff.
1: Uh, yeah, always.
0: Now, I read some of the taglines in <laughs> The taglines are terrible for this movie. Um, Love it. I think my favorite is The Devil Inside.
1: (laughs) The Devil Inside Me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you have a favorite, Sid? I mean, looking at the list there.
1: Uh, I don't see a list, friend. Oh, you want me to just
0: look it up? Uh, wow, well, you did this to me last that podcast. You did do this. Uh, you put me to you on the spot, <laughs> and I had it right up, queued up, ready to go. Jack, the unprofessional.
1: No, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, I can read some other ones. Some other ones that I think are terrible. How about okay. this one? Something beyond comprehension is happening to a girl on this street in this house. A man has been sent for as a last resort. That man is the exorcist. Ooh, hate that no it like half of these taglines are making the exorcist sound like a superhero
1: yeah plus that is super fucking wordy that's really long
0: that's that's why i read it i was like who puts a paragraph <laughs> on a movie a uh, movie poster i just don't so yeah so it it, it has a weird intro mm-hmm. it reminds me of uh, again the music is the lion king it has, a, it has mummy vibes i guess
1: yeah i could see that
0: in a weird way mm-hmm. So, the beginning. beginning everything I just said, just throw it all out because this beginning didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, I thought I was watching The Lion King with the like <laughs> chanting yeah. uh, vocals, the music, and it's like a lot of desert scenery,
2: uh-huh,
0: It's just the scene where there there's like fifty thousand people digging in this like dig site and they find something. Some, a little kid finds something and runs up to one of the archaeologists who this archaeologist is probably older than some of the artifacts in that fucking (laughs) dig.
1: Yeah. He seemed a little old to be there
0: when they said, Hey, Hey, we found
2: something.
0: (laughs) He like snail paced up the like rock (laughs) looked unsteady. He did not belong there. I agree with you. They should have had someone else there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so the, anyway, they find this artifact, um, so we we find out later, the guy's name, the, the guy that's as old as the archaeology as a profession, his name is Father Marin, and mm-hmm. he, is, he is shaken by the discovery of this little broken, I don't know, it looks like some piece of pottery a first grader made in their art class.
1: Yes, okay, so I just want to say this off the bat. It took them, I feel like I checked, it took them like 10 minutes to establish any kind of who is talking? Why do we need to care about these people? It's just a lot of looking startled and shaking and staring off into the sunset while weird music is playing. Like,
0: yeah, he sold it. He, he did, he was selling. shaking. <laughs> yes. And we also find out that he's like, he needs some kind of medication. I don't know what that is, probably ecstasy or something, but
1: they look like altoids. Altoids. Yeah, he looked like oh, you're he really would just... like are breaking the
0: immersion for me here.
1: <laughs> he, like, got really upset about finding a scary artifact, so he needed to pop an Altoid.
0: Well, he, what if he, he he meets some hot mummy ass? True, true. Okay, there you go. No.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep going.
0: Yeah, okay. So, he's not. Uh, you know, we learn he's not an archaeologist. He's, he's a father. He's mm-hmm. he's of the faith. Um, I did think this was a pretty interesting... Like, some of the, like, shots and the photography or the, like, cinematography was interesting. Like, it was... It was, it was pleasant sh- to look at.
1: It was really pretty, yeah.
0: Very brown and sandy, but it was still <laughs> interesting to look at.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At one point, he almost gets run over by a nun in a horse drawn carriage.
1: Who, like, doesn't say anything or, like, look apologetic. She just dead eyes him as they drive past.
0: Yeah. Maybe they had beef. I don't know. <laughs> I don't past know. life or something. He, he goes to this bar. He takes his medication. He gets like a shot of blood or something. It looks like a shot of blood. He scarfs that down. <laughs> and then he heads back to the dig site. And um, yeah. he just looks up and there's this, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It, it, it. I assume it's a devil statue. But it looks like, I don't know. Help, help me out here, Sid. It, it's comical. It does not look scary.
1: Yeah, it was like this tall statue. I don't know. I want to say goat, but that's not right. It it was weird looking. It doesn't do anything. They also don't explain why you're supposed to be scared of it. He's just staring at it while Sid, creepy music's happening in the background.
0: Don't worry. I wasn't scared.
1: I wasn't either.
0: If you were wondering. Oh, okay.
1: This movie did know. not scare me. It just grossed me
2: out.
0: So, a little weird... Please. Oh,
1: that's please Max. Knows, by all means. Hi, Max.
2: Sorry, I just want to chime in. So, a little weird uh, history... I guess, historical facts with these movies, so that statue is of Pazuzu. Oh. Pazuzu. It's an ancient Mesopotamian god, which is the protector of, like, pregnant women. What? Yeah, makes no fucking sense.
1: Well, I don't think he didn't protect right shit.
2: <laughs> no. No, See, it, no. Some, some white guy thought, this would
0: be a great evil guy.
1: We will get into the director later, because I have thoughts about how he treated his actors. Oh. And oh, I yeah. don't.
0: So I want to hear those thoughts. I
1: have many thoughts. Anyways. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, Thank you, Max.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to you know, say that we, you know, Jack, myself, Jack, and Sid provide the dumb commentary, and then we Max do. comes in with the thoughtful, like, it used to be this guy. Like, he has the backstory. Um, Which
1: is ironic considering our profession, but that's fine. We don't have to think, so it's okay.
0: Nope. Nope. We're not going to talk about that anymore. Now we just, like, kind of Forward flash. Well, okay, okay. When he's looking at the statue, dogs just start fighting each other.
1: Yes. What the fuck was that? It was just no. Okay, it was dog noises, and it sounded like cars or like a train in the distance. It was just all this like weird discordant noise happening at the same time while he looks on in horror and his like creepy fish mouth going on. Did not like it.
0: The the gape.
1: Yes. The the
0: mouth a gape. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. There was not a lot of like. Why should we care about this? This right. guy is looking at a statue and is afraid. Anyway, so we then jump straight to Georgetown uh, in Washington, D.C.
1: This movie uh, gave me so much whiplash. It is hopping all over the place.
0: Yes, yes. I I, I really feel like, and again, librarian here, haven't read the book, but I'm, I'm sure it establishes some backstory to why it's in iraq or set like i'm sure that comes from that directly because it makes really no it really doesn't really make sense in the movie itself
1: i kind of hope they don't cover it in the book and if people ever do <laughs> listen to this podcast they can be like actually no
0: <laughs> we welcome your comments yes. so yeah please add us
1: please let uh, us know but like nicely because i have a lot of feelings
0: i don't care you can, you can say it mean to me i don't care
1: be mean to jack don't be mean. bring to me. it on
0: Okay, so we're in Georgetown. Um, mm-hmm. Chris is uh, Chris is the mom. She's mm-hmm. the actress. She is writing and seemingly wanting to smoke cigarettes in her bed, but she doesn't. She never lights it up.
1: If that was. That I work? wondered if that was a because she keeps it the whole movie. If that was like her reminding herself that she quit, but she can just like suck on it to taste it. I guess I don't know.
0: Oh, Sid, come on! That's suggestive geez
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry
0: maybe she's doing that i don't know i i always found it funny that she would like go uh, just be about to light it up and something would happen now i think there's one there's one point in this movie where she smokes but we'll get to that um oh. so there's no i i it seemingly she just has it around and has, has it in her hand there but so she, I, she we find out she's an actress in the movie i kind of w- figured way she was looking at the script maybe she was like an editor or like she was Writing the script or something, or mm-hmm. polishing it or something. But she, as she's doing this in bed, she senses something and then checks on her daughter Reagan. Mm-hmm. Which, and I will give this movie credit: Reagan is uh, Linda Blair is fourteen, and she is the character Ray. Reagan is twelve in this movie, so it's probably the closest like age yeah. to the actual character it's supposed to portray.
1: Okay, but I had thoughts about this because I oh. ended up looking it up because. Yeah, the actress is 14 and the character is 12. But the way she talks to her and the way she acts, especially, I think it's because they want you to get the contrast between before she's possessed and after. But she comes across like she's nine, like really little.
0: Oh, interesting. I was actually going to go the opposite way. Oh, really? And, and say, well, I mean, she does have like this kind of like goofy, kitty dialogue, but then she's like... She's very her mom and her mom and herself have a kind of a weird relationship where they're very like
1: yeah
0: oh they're almost like they almost seem like they're friends they're like talking to each other like friends like oh you you like that Burke guy that's the director of the movie and she her mom's like no I don't and like kind of joshing around with her a little bit that That's was kind true of, so they're shooting a movie and it's called Crash Course uh, I had to freeze this because it went by pretty quick but oh. um and she you know I found this by her coming out of the trailer there. <laughs> um and they're filming at a well they keep calling it a school it looks like a church to me like a yeah church. and then all of a sudden they're doing this like scene where she's making a big speech on a megaphone and then it kind of just like zooms in on some random dude and we're like I-, I guess we're going with this guy now and that is father Karas, Karas, k-, k damien i'm gonna call him damien though father k father k the best kind of cereal <laughs> All right. They just kind of, and he looks troubled. And they're zooming on him. He's walking away from the set. Mm-hmm. And this about this time is where oh, cue the creepy piano music.
1: Okay, wait. I have a story about this song. Okay. Okay. So this is called Tubular Bells, right? The it is Exorcist theme song, essentially. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I had the Pure Mood CD, you know, like the you used to see all the '90s infomercials for it, like fall asleep to Pure Moods. <laughs> so I fell asleep, and Tubular Bells is on there. And I used to think it was like, oh, this is a really soothing song. And as an adult, I was like, wait, <laughs> what? It's the theme song for The Exorcist. So there you go. <laughs> well,
0: it is kind of, it is kind of calming, unless it you. It
1: is. I did I, not know it was for a horror movie.
0: <laughs> I. I didn't either. I just, you know, it seems like every time there's a in the 70s and the 80s, from my limited experience of watching these movies, there's always some kind of creepy piano song. Yeah. And it's it's pretty effective. Like it it it's established. like I I've heard this song before. Mm-hmm. And and now that I hear it now I'm here with the in the movie, I'm like, "Oh, okay, that makes more sense." And it is kind of creepy. It kind of sounds like Halloween almost, uh, the music in Halloween.
1: Yeah. I did like how they first use it while she's walking home to kind of build up the creeping dread mm-hmm. just a little bit. I thought that was kind of one of the first creepy things they did in this movie. I thought that was effective.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I they they're kind of going along. She's acting like everything's I mean, well, everything at that point is okay, and then, you know, you have this foreboding music that's telling mm-hmm. you that things won't be that good for that long. So we we're introduced to Linda Blair at this point. Mm-hmm. And she is wanting a horse in washington dc <laughs> that's mm-hmm. some of the nine-year-old dialogue i would agree with you it's like come on kid if you're 12 years old you should know that you're not getting a horse in dc
1: um i don't know i think it was also like mom having a tickle fight with her in the living room over a cookie that she stole and i'm like aren't you 12
0: <laughs> yeah yeah now that you're si- now now you keep pointing these out i kind of maybe i'm going more to to what you're saying of like the dialogue was written for a younger person almost. It seems like,
1: I don't know. I could also just be being too picky about it, but that's, I ended up, that's why I looked it up. I was like, how old is she supposed to be?
0: Yeah. I, I did look that up because uh, this, this kind of, kind of seemed like a trope where you have a 30 year old playing like a
2: 16 year old <laughs> person. So I
0: wanted to see how close that was. And then yeah, I was like, Oh, this is actually surprisingly close. So, yeah. They did a good job. So we, we kind of, you know, we have that weird scene with a cookie, stealing the cookie and tickling. And then we go back to Damien, Father K. Father K. He's, like, he's like seeing stuff. He's kind of like having these weird, no, I wouldn't say hallucinations, but he's he's definitely something's going on in his life. Yeah. And he used to be a boxer too. Like he went to his mom's house and like saw photos of him as a boxer. Okay, like,
1: oh. wait. Wait, wait, wait. I want to back up.
0: Uh-oh.
1: Okay, so while Father K is going like through the subway to his mom's busted ass apartment, mm-hmm. he okay, He's in the subway, right? And some, I looked at it. well, I paused it, I guess. And it just said the character's name is Subway Vagrant. So he does not have a name, but he's talking to Father K who like doesn't say anything. Just like gives him this look like, ew, peasant. Why are you talking to me? I'm like, Father K is a dick. All right. Like, why is this our guy? Well,
0: yeah, and that, that's what I kind of was alluding to where something's going on. Cause he's like, like you know the subway is sounds and I, all this stuff is like taking him out of the present because you mm-hmm. would think father k
1: come on come on What's your
0: fellow man come on you gotta do something give, come him a, on. give him a piece of christ or something i don't know a little yeah cracker. dick give him a little
1: crack cracker of christ
0: <laughs> cracker of christ maybe a little wine too maybe he wants some wine i don't know mm-hmm. so you know he he's in the subway and then he we find out that he's going to visit his mother who we see later that she has like something, a wrapper on her leg. So she's hurt herself. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't seem that urgent because in the description, she has like some kind of terminal illness, but to me, I never, that was really never conveyed. It's like, Oh, she's hurt herself and she's, her son's taking care of her while she heals or something like that. So yeah, I, I thought that was kind of a minor plot point, but it comes back as, as we see. Uh, and then, uh, to go along with the '70s and '80s, every fucking person in this movie smokes. It seems like, oh yeah, even the, yeah. Priest. Even the, the priest,
1: priest, the doctors. Like, honestly, I'm surprised. Surprised. Like, twelve year old Reagan didn't light up
0: after they exercised, They should have probably gave her one. <laughs> like, hey, like, you deserve babe, this.
1: You need this. <laughs>
0: And that, okay, we have that brief scene with his uh, father, Kay, and his mother, and then Mm -hmm. it's back to Chris and Reagan. Whiplash. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I I will agree with that. It is very like, okay, we're we're here, we're here. Like it just very much goes back and forth, and seemingly for very little reason, like that. Yeah. This next scene is, I guess, Reagan had like a Ouija board, and she's talking about how she was using it, and Chris is like, "Oh, you know how to use one of these?" And
1: well, she said she found it in the closet.
0: Yeah, it's they're like in the basement like like doing laundry or something
1: cuz like i got the gist that they rented this house while chris shoots the movie so mm-hmm. was the was the demon just like partying in the basement by himself waiting for somebody to possess
0: i'm still not clear on this i thought he was hanging out in iraq priest man says <laughs> oh, and then he comes along with them to america <laughs> even though we don't hear about it from father marin until the very end of the movie it's kind of like how i don't understand how I don't know. It got to be where it is. Anyway, I think it's because they leave the window open.
1: Yeah. Windows Ooh. open.
0: Maybe Demon's like, it. oh, open window. Hey. Open so then this is the part where Reagan's teasing her mom about Burke and like, oh, you like him? And she's like, No, I don't. And it's like, it's like weird dialogue between your mom, between Chris and Reagan.
1: Okay, but we need to talk about the name Captain Howdy.
0: <sighs> this didn't go anywhere, so I was gonna skip over it. But please. Okay. Howdy duty. Let's do it.
1: But <laughs> So when Reagan is showing her mom like, hey, look at this fucking weird Ouija board I found in the closet. It's totally safe to play with, whatever. Her mom tries to talk to the Ouija board, talk to the ghost, and Reagan's like, oh yeah, his name's Captain Howdy. I've talked to him a bunch. Like, first of all, what? You've just been randomly talking to some ghost named Captain Howdy.
0: right, no bells are being raised here. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Okay, so it either sounds like a porno character or a cartoon. Like, Captain Howdy, really, my guy? (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) something better come on
0: that's a pretty dumb name anyway sorry
1: a small aside i just bothered me don't
0: ever be sorry sid i'm always sorry please stop me and make this entertaining all i'm doing (laughs) is reading the narrative of the movie i I did i did mention like linda blair does a she does an okay job as an actress like I, i was like okay like she does okay acting but again this was the whole dialogue thing it seems way it just doesn't fit her character
1: yeah, I I still think it's because they wanted to show the contrast from between when she's sweet to when she gets possessed, so you can really see a yes. difference. Because if she's an yes. asshole the whole time, you're like, eh, I don't know.
0: What changed? <laughs> well, I, and that's one point. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna confess something right now.
1: Mm. Uh oh.
0: I don't like movies. What? There. I know I said it at the top, but I really don't like movies. Wow. And I, I hate movies that are over ninety minutes. I hate them. <laughs>
1: This was So when
0: I saw this movie, <laughs> I was like, What did you No? I was well, not happy.
1: It also felt long because yes. there are there's some action scenes that are really fast and then there's a lot of slow in between. So this felt its full two hours.
0: A Lot of slow. But mm-hmm. something that plays to that long drawn out development is that Reagan does you see her go from this happy kid to like progressively getting worse. Like Mm -hmm. it it doesn't just do it all in one go. It's over time. So I appreciated that. Mm -hmm. I still think they could have cut about 30 minutes of this movie, out, (laughs) but that's just me. Definitely. You know, I don't know. I just, my attention span is apparently short. So it's
1: okay. Well, so she's talking to her mom and about, Burke and how she wants to date the director, and then it cuts Mm -hmm. to the next day where Chris is trying to call Reagan's dad so that Reagan's dad can wish her a happy birthday, and she can't get a hold of him.
0: Yes, 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 yes. yes. So we we realize at that point that there's a strain or a strange relationship or something going on that doesn't sound like Reagan is too or her. I'm sorry, her dad is not too involved in their lives,
2: Mm -mm.
0: and that's I guess it's her birthday that day, and so her her mom is understandably not happy about him not calling to wish her a happy birthday yeah in the middle of the night reagan or or chris wakes up the phone call she like incoherently babbles on the phone i don't even know what she's saying but she looks over reagan's in her bed and she said what are you doing here Mm. and reagan says my bed was shaking kind of doesn't make any sense chris goes into the attic to investigate this
1: yeah, it was no, like, what are you talking about? It was just like, oh, okay, haha, ha, you're so funny. Anyways, heard a weird noise in the attic.
0: Yeah, and at the at the beginning, she, she says something to Carl, who is the um, Swiss, Swiss butler that they have in the house. Yes, I think, <laughs> I think so. And he's like, "There, it's clean, I cleaned it. And she's like, there's rats. So there, mm-hmm. there's this whole th- this thing of like, she thinks it's like mice upstairs that are causing all the noises. So I guess she goes up there to check on that. So she investigates, She lights a candle <laughs> goes up there
2: mm-hmm. and
0: in every scary movie this is the trope but uh, what was great is that she gets to a point and then the <laughs> candle turns into a flamethrower and Carl's like I told you there's no rats it's like Carl what are you doing it's like the middle of the night what are you doing at the at the at the top of the attic here
1: I just love that he scared the shit out of her and he's like see <laughs> and she's like yes Carl thank you
0: <laughs> thank you Carl uh, I have a feeling there's a strange relationship between those two yeah and next we get this uh, uh, disturbing imagery of Mother Mary statue that has yeah. been desecrated uh, or vandalized by teenagers. I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I thought that was kind of funny. I I think it was supposed to be more shocking than it was. Because I like, like how uh, you're like,
1: yeah, the the Virgin Mary statue was uh, desecrated. It was hilarious.
0: Well, what do you think, Sid? Do you think it was <laughs> funny?
1: I mean, wow. kind of now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe back in 73, people were like, <gasps> and, you know, clutching their pearls. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm, who knows?
1: I think that's a little bit of where we suffer seeing it like now, mm-hmm. because what would have been shocking, because this like caused a huge uproar when it came out. And so I think what would have been shocking then is not quite as shocking now.
0: I I, I agree. And I will go into this now. I did look up some. So I was, you know, there's some um hubbub about the people not not that they didn't like this movie but it, it, it affected them when they when they watched it so I, I found this youtube video where it's just news anchors like interviewing people as they're watching the or they're coming out of the movie and they're mm-hmm. like fainting what? and they're just like yeah people were fainting
1: <laughs> from this movie
0: that's what i said oh, i no. was like how
2: <laughs>
0: and oh, some no. of them were like i made it like 10 minutes in fainted i'm like you couldn't get past the Iraq scene? I was like, nothing. That made you faint?
1: <laughs> nothing happened.
0: Nothing ha- No. It took a long time for anything to happen. And it's like, these people were, fa- like, I guess horror movies were a hell of a different thing back then. Because I don't know. I guess. There was, there was like four hour lines, people waiting to get in. One of the best quotes though, someone gets interviewed and he, it's a guy just sitting there and he's like, mm-hmm. didn't scare me, but, but I just fainted. It's like, what? dude, you, you were scared. You you were so scared you fainted. And you just want to look like a tough ass getting interviewed by the news.
2: Didn't scare me, but hilarious. I fainted.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think that guy knows what being scared means. But I, I thought it was hilarious that people were like. That's amazing. So traumatized by this movie where there were some scenes. We'll get into that. We'll get, there's some scenes. But yeah. I didn't think it warranted uh, fainting during the no. viewing of this. No. And so that might go to the point of like, oh, you know, the Mother Mary statue is all desecrated. Everyone's all upset. But me, 49 years later. But that's Jack. Funny.
1: <laughs> Jack's pretty like, funny. that's hilarious.
0: That's pretty good. All I right. like that prank. So she, Reagan is now, is getting a checkup. Or no, wait, I'm sorry. She wait, wait, is, wait, wait, wait.
1: You skipped Father Faithless.
0: Father Faithless. Father <laughs> K. Father K. I'm sorry I'm jumping around. I think my notes are just as much whiplash as the scenes in this movie.
1: No, you're okay. Father K goes to the psychiatric hospital with his uncle for because of his mom.
0: Yes, 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 yes. And his uncle is like, eh, you should have been a psychiatrist. Like <laughs> trying to like elbow him and saying like your mom could have been taken care of in a nice house if you would have just suffered through being a psychiatrist.
1: Right? I, like,
0: I, It's like, dude. It's also your sister, bro. You want to take some responsibility? Maybe help him out a little bit.
1: Yeah, I just I love the. uh, uh, I can only afford her state hospital because you you weren't a psychiatrist. You're only a crappy priest. Anyways, bye.
0: Yeah, thanks, (laughs) Uncle. Whatever his name is, Carass, I guess.
1: I just called him Uncle Dickhead in my notes.
0: I don't think he's credited that way, but I'll I'll take your word for (laughs) it. So yeah, you know they have that little scene where you know he's he's kind of father k is really questioning his beliefs as well at this point i think mm-hmm. not sure if he's really wants to be a little priesty boy so <laughs> and then yeah the whole scene with the uncle i have mean, got to reiterate like you, you got to set up that catholic guilt for making so when your mom yeah. passes you got to feel like you fucking basically plunge the knife into her even though she's already dying apparently
1: apparently but they never set that up like no. the amount of lack of character development just hop from scene to scene to scene to action to action where it's like no idea who anybody is it's yeah
0: tough to follow in some parts Yeah, i would say all right hey, nice. um so at this point she reagan is starting to see images and see weird things evil things and her mom takes her to the doctor but so they they go initially because okay uh chris is wanting to she's kind of reagan's talking about the bed shaking and kind of the weird stuff so it's it's like the it's like the very beginnings of something weird happening so they take her to the doctor he's like she said some filthy things called him a cunt which i thought was funny Uh, and this is this is dr klein dr klein the cunt so that yep right there (laughs) dr klein the cunt yep there's also this weird scene where they like, they're like they doing the tests and then it switches to the waiting room and there's two kids wrestling on a couch and Chris just smiles. And I'm like, someone tell those fucking kids how to act in public. It was <laughs> driving me crazy.
1: I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. Well, I noticed those things, I guess.
1: Um, <laughs> okay.
0: I don't know. Just tell your kids to just settle down, please.
1: Settle down.
2: Uh, I, I just wanted to mention, so um, this is the only, the second uh iteration so it's a minor detail but the mother is wearing a hamza hand necklace which is also an ancient mesopotamia thing <laughs> but this is a half hour in and this is the second mm-hmm. reference but it's done after this there's no more there's no more mesopotamia references after this they just That makes it, it feel
1: yeah like they started with this idea and then they're like nah fuck it and then yep never again that,
0: it, and it really, to That's your point, funny. I didn't notice that. They don't point it out. It's nah. not like, oh, here's this really strongly veiled, you know. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's just a passing set dressing, essentially, you know, that, that you're supposed to catch up on, I guess, if you read the book, which after watching this movie, I probably won't. If it moves as slow as the movie, I'm not. Nah. Not Pass. Yeah. So uh, in typical 70s fashion, uh, the doctor says, I think you're – I think your daughter's depressed. And Chris is like, my mo- my daughter's not depressed.
1: I mean, obviously
0: uh, skirting over the mental illness. Although I will, again, I will give her credit for taking this to the doctors immediately and trying to figure out what's going on, yeah. even though they don't, they can't figure it out
2: mm-hmm. in the end.
0: So they prescribe a Ritalin. They're like, take two of these, call me in the morning or call me. in He basically says, call me later. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about this. Let the Ritalin <laughs> kick in Get away and then from we'll me. go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> And so, I mean, this is like Chris is like, should I take it to a psychiatrist? And he says, no, just wait. Mm-hmm. So this is where, Okay, here's the party time. As party! Max is Max is partying in the background, as he should be. It's his first day on the <laughs> job. Yeah. So I, we we get we find out that she Chris is throwing the party at mm-hmm. her at her rented residence or whatever that is, and she's with Burke, and Burke is making. A bit of a fool of himself.
1: Burke is drunk out of his mind. My goodness. Yeah.
0: Yes. She's at this party. She's talking to Father Dyer, who is kind of the extroverted guy who's playing the piano. She asks him about Fa- uh, Father K, mm-hmm. and they, they're talking about his profession, how he fits into the priesthood. He says that he's a psychiatric aide to the clergy, which is kind of an interesting.
1: Yeah, I hadn't heard of that before.
0: Yeah, I want to say that's probably made up for this movie. I don't know. (laughs) I don't don't know. know. It seems like a little bit too much mixing of the sciences with the spiritual. I don't know. Maybe not. (laughs) This part I had to write down because it's just like, so Father Dyer, he's playing the piano. He says, my dear heaven is a nightclub where I'm headlining and the crowd loves me. (laughs) Okay, priesty boy, Jesus.
1: Like, wait a minute. Father, hold on.
0: (laughs) If that's what heaven is, I'm not going Oh. I don't want to see Father Dyer play every night. That sounds boring.
1: But he was really good.
0: Said, so "Look at me again." Say that with a straight face. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Okay. They're singing their songs. Father Dyer is just reveling in this, you know, attention that he's getting.
1: He's throwing. And Reagan down. comes
0: down and just says, "There's just like there's." Various people there, she looks at one of them who was in previous conversation, set talking about being an astronaut essentially. And she just goes, looks at him and says, You're gonna die up there, like the astronaut,
1: dead eyed shark little girl. Just you're gonna die mm-hmm. up there.
0: Mm-hmm. And then she starts to piss on the floor.
1: I mean, it's a power move, like she's just got to pee for dominance.
0: Is that what that is? No, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because I would have believed you. Like, it's like, (laughs) I'm going to diss you, and then I'm going to piss in front of you.
1: (laughs) I think it was to just show, like, she's... uh, There's something weird, something's wrong, but... Yeah, it's it's the...
0: Again, it's the further gradual development of her being possessed, or or showing the signs of being possessed. Yeah. Uh, Along with, like, we start seeing that the bed shaking is more serious now. Mm -hmm. This is at the point where Father Dyer... Mr. Piano Man starts visiting Father K, or he visits him. And of course, he's devastated because his, his mother's died. And he's depressed and he's drinking and beating himself up about it. Catholic guilt, anyone. And Dyer, so they have a little conversation and say, like, go to sleep, get some rest. Dyer tucks tucks Father K in.
1: Very Puts lovingly.
0: Him. Yeah, he doesn't really put the blanket on, but I guess one of the other bedtime rituals is you let someone Keep a lit cigarette in your bed. He let yeah. him go to sleep with the frickin' cigarette lit.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> okay. So it's amazing Father K pulled through um, <laughs> and didn't burn down the rectory.
1: <laughs> He's done this before.
0: I think so. He has some practice. It's like an ashtray where is where it <laughs> should fall. Like he knows exactly where He knows. Place. Yeah. So he uh, dream he dreams about his mom mm-hmm. and how about it? he couldn't save her. Um so that's a short scene and then
1: That was a creepy little dream.
0: Yeah. The where he where she's coming up the subway stairs mm-hmm. and she's kind of wailing and saying something, oh, we can't hear anything because it's there's no audio with that. And he's just yelling at her, trying to run towards her and she goes back down the subway.
1: And there's like a random demon face that we never come
0: back to. Those are those flashes of like the demon are so lame. <laughs> it's so lame. I'm sorry. It's it's so short, it's almost subliminal. Like did yeah. I see that? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have I take beef with the demon, like like the revelation of the demon. I thought that was demon so beef. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would love to have some demon beef. That
1: would you? Good. That sounds gross.
0: Yeah, little meatballs, little demon meatballs. <laughs> okay. okay, moving on as quickly as possible. So Reagan is now is at the doctor again, mm-hmm. but they're trying to give her a shot to because they're gonna. Oh my god, they're giving her a shot to sedate her or to calm her down. Oh, and and the doctor also, you know, he's got to have his customary cigarette in his office. So he smokes that while he's talking to Chris. And now the doctors are saying something's wrong with Reagan's brain. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Chris, at this point, has witnessed the shaking bed and says, what about that? And they're, you know, they're still trying to, like, "Eh, no, no, no.
1: They're like, no, no, it's from her seizures. It's definitely not the bed shaken by itself.
0: No, no, no. Oh, okay. So they, they move, they go to what I thought was to operate on her. But lo and behold, in the 70s, just getting an MRI or an EEG yes. EKG, is as scary as getting surgery. That, yes.
1: was, that was terrifying.
0: Yeah, that was the most terrifying part of the movie mm-hmm. is is encountering 70s medicine.
1: It, yeah, those machines like no wonder she's screaming and crying like I would, too.
0: Yes. Oh, I was almost in hysterics. Just watching <laughs> stab with a needle.
2: Did you I don't faint, like... Jack? Did no, you... I was just scared. no
0: no <laughs> I was just scared. I was... <laughs> no so i can't stand the blood stuff and i think that's part of my my turn off with horror movies is i don't like the gore
1: oh okay I don't like the
0: gore keep the gore in the body you know that's where it belongs
1: it was also bad gore but yeah they like jab a needle in her neck
0: uh-huh now <laughs> i'm reliving it Thank
1: terrible you. blood just shooting out of her neck
0: uh-huh <laughs> it looked like it was going feet like, feet, <laughs> like just against the wall on the other side of the wall of the room. Right it
1: here. seems very realistic.
0: yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I will never stick around long enough to, to find out if it is or not. But, Fair enough. So, he, you know, the attendant says, you're going to feel a little stick, and he's like, Bleh! and he, like, jabs her in the neck. He'll
1: feel some pressure.
0: Blah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's blood. <laughs> so... I did have a note that I think the, the, like, 70s medicine is scarier than the devil, and I'd rather deal with the devil than this. Agreed. That's my, Absolutely. what I kind of came to as a conclusion.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, of course, they can't find anything wrong with her. Her brain scans are normal. So, at this point, they send her home, and then the doctor, Dr. Klein, makes a house call and goes to their house. And Regan is going crazy. She's She slaps him. Mm-hmm. She's Which was funny. She's, she's like head banging on the bed which <laughs> i can get down with that was awesome those mad <laughs> mad skills there so yeah. they, they finally get to the point where they sedate her um mm-hmm. and, and i guess it's really a like a horse tranquilizer because she's out for like the the whole night it seems like
1: yeah like she's a small girl and they just like knock her completely out
0: yeah and of course the dr klein is like all right, Chris, you keep it. Any other things in the house that we don't know? about? Yeah. Any other drugs? Are you drugging like, your daughter? No, 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 no. Nothing like that. I don't even smoke grass. That's in the movie. And
1: okay. Like, okay. Because I rewound that movie 30 times. Cause I was trying to hear what she said. I thought she said, I don't even smoke crack. And I was so confused
0: at first. I thought what? that's what she said. And I'm like, excuse me.
1: I don't even smoke crack. Well, me neither. Chris.
0: That's good, Chris. You should keep it out of your life. I <laughs> hope you should distance yourself from your friends that do that too. Mm. But no, she's just talking about weed. And so at this point, Doctor Klein is like, "Okay, we've we do done what we can. We've done what don't we can? I'm going to recommend a psychiatrist." Mm-hmm. This is where we find out that Burke, the director who is directing the movie that Chris is in, is has died, mm-hmm. and he fell downstairs. According to I can't remember who reveals this to her actually now, but someone tells her that he fell down the stairs
1: there was a detective that came to her house
0: oh my god that guy
1: mm-hmm.
0: well we'll get to him in a second yep we'll to him in a second oh oh no no wait wait she is downstairs someone comes in who looks like father k and says burke's dead and then he leaves and i'm just like who the hell is this guy maybe he worked on the movie or something oh because because yeah. then when she shuts it she turns and then this is probably one of the more iconic scenes, is where Reagan is walking on all fours, going down the stairs, like upside down, right? And the blood coming out of her mouth. That mm-hmm. was like, that was pretty nuts.
1: Yeah, just a little.
0: It's pretty nuts. I will say the stuff that has become iconic from this movie mm-hmm. is still entertaining to watch. It's yeah. certainly cheesier now watching it this much later, but mm-hmm. that that walking down the stairs was like, oh, that's freaky. So <laughs> I I, I yeah, that was yes. that was a, a good another ramping up of her becoming a demon. And, me, you know, I don't, I don't even know what you would call that because I don't I'm sure people can do that in real life. But if I tried that, oof,
1: you'd you hurt yourself. Yeah. No,
0: I, I probably would faint. Yes. <laughs> but you're not scared. No, I'm not scared. Definitely not. But I'd faint. Definitely. Now, I'm going to harken back to a previous episode we did. OK, Um because I think they do a really good job of making Reagan look tired and disheveled, much like they did in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Where Final Femme, I can't remember her name. What's her name?
1: Nancy. Thank you. Nancy, Nancy. was
0: trying to stay awake to stay away from Freddie. I thought that was a—I I, like that subtle detail of just making them look Yeah. Like they went through hell.
1: Well, they it's do a good job with Chris too, like the makeup under the eyes yes. and everything.
0: Yes. When mm-hmm. when she got yeah, yeah. So at this point, Reagan is being sent to it, being seen by a shrink,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and <laughs> <laughs> This is funny. <laughs> the demon Reagan grabs his balls. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, that was funny. So psychiatrists are like, "I'm out of here. I'm not forget this." <laughs> um, another thing I want to touch on as we go to we switch scenes again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to call my doctor because my neck is jerking back. Back and forth so much with these scenes, right? Father K looks like Rocky. He is he basically does. Rocky. Yes, he has a montage where he's beating a fucking uh, <laughs> punching bag. He's uh-huh. doing laps around the track. So I mm-hmm. like I kind of like it's almost like a funny Rocky montage of him getting not not knowingly yet, but getting to the point where he's going to face the demon.
1: Yeah, he's like training, getting ready.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then I look up Rocky and this came out three years before Rocky did. So
1: Really? Rocky.
0: Yeah. Rocky can thank this movie for it. Because I feel like someone watched that. I think I think Sly was like uh, And he basically what that means is that he watched the movie and said, I want to be like that guy. Rocky
1: stole from the Exorcist. <laughs> I think he
0: did. Okay. I like what that father's doing.
1: I like that father guy. He seems like a real <laughs> dick.
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah. I I just thought that was an interesting point. It's uh, it is. It's almost a little un- too uncanny how close it is. Now, having said that, I've never seen Rocky. So come at me, come at me. I don't care. Same.
1: Come at me. Yeah, same. Oh, okay.
0: We'll watch that horror movie at some point. <laughs> okay. So this is the point where we get to we get graced with the presence of Lieutenant Kinderman.
1: Yeah, that's probably right.
0: the worst character in this movie. He's pretty he, bad. He's not good. He he. Ah, oh, man. So <laughs> he he approaches Father K and says, "So, so you know, you've written a paper on witchcraft, and so now he's like the expert on it, obviously. Obviously." And Kinnaman's like, "I read that." <laughs> um, and creep. Let's talk about it, guy. Let's talk about it. This is where he, ca- he tells Father Kay that Burke, the guy that fell down the stairs, mm-hmm. kind of seems like it's an accident now at the moment, but he reveals that his head was twisted around, and the possibility of that happening, falling down the stairs, seems slim to,
1: slim to none. Lieutenant
0: Kinderman. Yes. Anyway, so <laughs> Kinderman's like, witchcraft, Burke is dead. Anyway, you want to see a movie?
1: <laughs> you guys want to hang that? out?
0: <laughs> he is so like... <laughs> He's a weird dude. He's weird, and he doesn't. He doesn't. I don't buy him as a detective. Like that's the part of the problem is he's he's very he's not believable in what character he's supposed to be. Playing.
1: He's really not. He just comes across as like this creepy guy who wants answers and kind of just wants to be nosy, but he does not come across as a real detective.
0: No, no, he just wants a friend.
1: <laughs> he does just want a friend. I think he's he's
0: he's just trying to be a detective, like. <laughs> I can find a friend like they like that's all he wants is just go to a movie with someone I just want a friend so then we move on to now it's a room full of doctors Mm
2: -hmm. it's like
0: 15 doctors and they still can't figure out what's going on with Reagan they've done I think an additional scan of her brain and still can't find any anomalies they can't they're still trying to figure out what's going on here so as a last resort this is hilarious to me they recommend an exorcism
1: but they're like oh an exorcism but 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 it's not real. It just like tricks you into a placebo effect. So then, placebo. Yeah. then you're fine. It's like, what?
0: But uh, even with that caveat, they still know everything about what an exorcism is and how it works. And they explain it to <laughs> Chris in like a beat for beat thing. It's like, mm-hmm. this is a really weird, like um, where 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 medicine and science fails, where medicine and science fails religion can fill that hole and i feel like this movie is a little like a look how good religion is like look what we can do
1: yeah we can do
0: stuff religion that medicine can't do
1: it had it had a weird tone i will also say and this is just from a lady standpoint it really frustrated me like she's trying to get answers and she's in a room full of like i don't know 14 male doctors and one female and they're Mm -hmm. all like it's you're fine. Why are you freaking out? And she's like screaming hysterical. And they're like, no, you're totally fine. Like they gaslight the shit out of her. I a little bit. This movie made me grouchy.
0: <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad you uh, um, weathered that storm and you came with your sunshiny personality for right now.
1: So sunshiny.
0: <laughs> uh, so at this point, we go back to our favorite character, Lieutenant Kinderman. And he, he, he is he is investigating the stairs, oh, by the way most famous character in this movie, the stairs,
1: yeah, right? That,
0: they, they more oh on screen time than any other character. <laughs> yes. It It is. And to me, like, mm-hmm. I will say of all things in this movie, I looked up afterwards. I looked up those stairs. Like, you looked how up are the those? stairs? Yes. I said, are they real? And I said, <laughs> I want to see them. And okay. so I got to this, it's actually Atlas Obscura, but they they have a picture of the plaque. And it just says, these iconic steps were featured oh my in 1973 <laughs> Warner Brothers classic motion picture based on the novel and screenplay of William, William Peter. Wow. Anyway, it then goes on <laughs> to spoil the fucking movie. It says, in the film's climactic ending, Father Kuras <gasps> plummets the 75 oh, steps was no! his death.
1: Spoiler. Commemorated
0: on October 30th, 2015. Wow. So they just they spoiled the fucking movie in in the text on the plaque, which bold. is somewhere. bold, Bold you know, choices. A little bit. I mean, they're really assuming that someone hasn't seen this 49-year-old movie, and that's ballsy. Ballsy. Anyway, love the stairs, favorite character. Oh, uh, yep. So, and why I like this why, this, why I like the stairs so much is because Kinderman goes up those stairs and looks like he's about to have a heart attack after he gets to the top of them. He does. The stairs almost killed him, mm-hmm. and I would have been okay with that. I would have
1: been okay with that. Yeah, it would have yeah. been for the best.
0: Kill the Kinderman.
1: Also, anyway, they didn't clean the blood off the stairs. Like, <laughs> still, really? Still,
0: yes, yeah. I, I was like, well, like, I don't know how far crime scene technology has come since then, but maybe they're just like, yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe the birds will eat or something like that. They'll just, clean the just steps. Just
1: get some hydrogen peroxide, man.
0: What's that? What? No, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> never I was, a, I was a cop at the time. I know him. Okay. So then he, he, Gitterman climbs on all fours up the stairs. He's about to die, mm-hmm. and then he sees Chris's house, and he looks at the window, and he says, "Hmm, that's interesting that that you know that that window is there, and mm-hmm. it's so close to the stairs." So he's trying to put two things together there. So he goes to he goes to talk to Chris. One thing I this is another part that I don't like about him is, and this I think this is like a, a trope in older movies where like detectives literally talk out their deductions and what they're what they yeah. think
1: happened. Uh huh
0: it's for him it's so long-winded so unnecessary
1: <laughs> yeah he talks for a long time
0: yeah whereas today they would just be like are you sure you don't know what happened and then like that would be like the cue that, <laughs> okay like, there's some kind of crime here but he had to spill everything out for us mm-hmm. Um, and and going along with him not being a good detective he's already admitted that he's lied twice to the people that he's so father k he's like I don't know. You you want to go see this movie? He's like, no, he's like kind of being cold to him because you know, father K knows what's going down.
1: Father K is also not like someone who wants to hang out with anybody. Like he is. Yeah.
0: He, he just wants to box and run and, (laughs) and exercise the demons. Well, he doesn't want to do that. Uh, (laughs) So, so, okay. So yeah, Kinderman's like, Oh, I lied. You look like some other actor or something. Like, I don't know what that was. It was some kind of,
1: yeah.
0: But he also lies to Chris, too, and he says as much, which is like, how are you trying to get information from these people and then admit you're lying? And
1: like then that? admit you're lying. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. So this is probably the worst part of the movie. I mean, worse as in, like, the gore and what is going on. So uh, Reagan oh, is God, stabbing yeah. herself in the hoo-ha and then telling her mother to lick her. And I was like...
1: Yeah, she's just, that's like, blood everywhere because she... Yep stabbed herself too hard in her lady bits and then she yeah like grabs her mom's face and puts it in her bloody crotch and is like lick me
0: that that i will say is something that is still shocking now yeah that's back then mm -hmm. i can imagine
1: you don't see that every day
0: (laughs) no not no 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 this is the first first reveal of the head turning too which is oh yeah creepy as shit
1: the, one of the things I looked up was when Ellen Bernstein, who plays Chris, gets thrown across the room and like the um, chest of drawers almost falls on her or something. Mm-hmm. When she screams, she actually like suffered a, a spinal injury. So that scream that they're using is like her actually screaming in pain. And they like kept it in the movie, which I think is really gross.
0: So Wait, wait. So she fell and that's when she heard it?
1: Yeah, like they threw her across oh. the room and like she mm-hmm. actually hurt her back.
0: Okay. Ah, yeah. I did not know that. That's Yeah,
1: this director was like abusive to his actors.
0: Oh. Oh, I see this might My... do you do you want to talk about this now? About our
1: Um I can. Director? Sure. So I mean it's some of its typical stuff, like when they're walking in the room when Reagan is possessed and you can see their breath, like they actually mm-hmm. kept the room that cold.
0: By the way, I love that effect. Sorry.
1: No, it was <laughs> it's a good
0: effect. I mean I I guess now it wouldn't it's not even an effect. It's real, which is interesting
1: to learn he used to like fire off blanks behind actors to get like authentic fear faces and stuff just geez there's another scene that i'll talk about later where he does something kind of fucked up to an actor too just i don't know it's like abusive and i don't i don't like that stuff and some people make the argument like oh well but they're getting genuine reactions it's like yeah but you're supposed to like as an actor have full trust in your director and if you can't trust that your director is not going to abuse you, well, I don't know. It just seems messed up to me.
0: No, I agree with that because really, why are they even there as an actor? Mm-hmm. You could do that to anyone and get that reaction from them. Right. So why do you need to do? Why like, they're there as an actor? Have them act like they're scared and see if that was, will work for the movie. Because yeah, I've I've read about other other situations like this where. Mm-hmm. Alan Rickman gets dropped from Die Hard uh, from the top of the building and they actually like let him go or some, some something where he actually fell a little ways. And it like his reaction uh, of being dropped was genuine of like, oh, shit, like that kind of.
1: Yeah, I'm not I'm not like a famous actor or anything, but like I've done a play. I- <laughs> like I've done a play here and there and like you uh-huh. really do have to trust your director. So it just to me, it's really gross to like put that much trust in someone and then. I don't know. I don't. I don't like it personally.
0: That's all. It, it it feels like a bully move. Like yeah. Like either either I'm gonna make you act the way I want you to, or you're not doing the acting well enough. So let me help you out a little bit and not tell you about it. Like that's kind of yeah.
1: Anyway, sorry.
0: Go ahead. Oh no, it's fine. So now, Chris, this is also the point, like you're just saying, where uh, she gets thrown across the room
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, and she she gets like visibly beat up. Like her face is all messed up but she the next this is another thing i have about this movie that i don't like is where crazy shit's happening and then you cut to them the person that was just in that scene getting fucked up like just standing and no explanation like how did they get out of the room can you gonna go a little yeah. more into that like how they got out of that situation yeah because the next scene we see chris just standing on a bridge on a walk bridge mm-hmm. waiting for father k cuz she's going to ask him about the bring up the exorcism rather bluntly by the way yeah <laughs> So she's she's asking him all these kind of questions, and all of a sudden she's like, "An oh, exorcism," and he's like, "What?" It really throws him off too because he's mm-hmm. he's not really sure what to say. And he said that he has never he never knew a priest that has performed one. So yeah, basically he, he's ironically the clergy or the the people that are in the religion are skeptical of something. When it should be the goddamn scientist. It should be the other way around that are, you yeah. know, the, the medical professionals should be the one they, I guess they are being skeptical, but to the point where it's driving Chris insane, cause they're not giving her answers. Yeah. Whereas I think it's kind of funny. She approached the clergy and like, Hey, I need help with this. You think they'd be kind of inviting and let us help. And he's like, actually it's like a, it's like a process you got to you had to be observed for like 6 months or whatever and then like prove that they got to speak in different tongues like there's all the there's like checklist of shit that they have to match before they're actually going to do anything about it
1: right it's it's interesting it definitely felt like this weird agenda almost where the scientists are like mm-hmm. no nah, exorcism's totally fine and the religions like hey whoa let's let's slow down like don't be weird here <laughs> what
0: yeah yeah so Dr. K, being the nice nice man he is, goes over there mm-hmm. and to see what's going on. And Reagan, as the demon, taunts him and says something about his mother being in there with them. Yep. And so he's kind of freaked out by that. Asks Chris at the door when he's leaving, and you know, it kinda doesn't become of anything. She just says, Yeah, I I knew your mother died, but Reagan didn't know that. So
1: Oh wait, wait. But you skipped didn't you skip the uh The Exorcist Green Barf. Fuck. Mm -hmm. How did I... How? How did you forget that? (sighs)
0: It's
1: the grossest
2: part of the movie.
0: (laughs) Cut the whole thing. We're starting over. Uh, (laughs) No, okay, yes. I don't know why I didn't put that in my notes because I did have a point about this. Uh, um, Apparently, that wasn't supposed to happen that way. Yeah, I saw that. I read that. So... (laughs) it luckily happened in one take, but the vomit was supposed to hit him in the chest, mm-hmm. but the tubing got misaligned and hit him in the face. So mm-hmm. his reaction of like yeah. disgustingly wiping that out of his eyes, that again, that's, that was who real. Knows if that's a, who <laughs> knows if that's a director, like, yeah, just nudge it a little bit up. So like, maybe he's like in the background, like changing stuff to get yeah. that happen.
1: That actor it sounds was, like it was a mistake. pissed. He talked about it in later interviews. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought, and again, another, uh, A cool effect i guess it was it was uh, it's certainly not scary but it was cool to see that i guess or he just gets (laughs) slimed yeah slimed yeah he was on the nickelodeon okay yeah so anyway after that egregious error i'm sorry (laughs) can you ever forgive me never let me lead these again i'll try (laughs) I, i also put a note in here and this goes back to the rocky thing i would much rather see sylvester stallone as father k i think that would be a much better movie
1: yeah
0: Uh, You don't seem sold, Sid. Well, I mean, no, no,
1: no, no. I was trying to think. Didn't he weren't they talking about it being him for like a second?
0: The the uh, Lieutenant Kinder says Kinder, whatever the fuck his name is. She he says he looks like someone. I don't think it's Sylvester Stallone. Maybe it is. it was some other boxer.
1: But yeah, I thought Sylvester Stallone was like considered for this role or something. I could be completely wrong. I'll look it up. You keep going.
0: That would be great if he was cuz I think he would make a better Father K. And he probably at, at I'm going to skip ahead a little bit spoilers for the end of the show. If if Sylvester Sloan would have been Father K and he, he was punching out Reagan, <laughs> I think I think he would have killed the demon right there. I don't think we need to talk about that any further. <laughs> he he, he could have ended this this and not had a whole, you know, how many exorcism exorcists are there? Like what, four or something.
1: Yeah, something anyway.
0: like that. At this point, Dr. K is still saying he needs more proof that she's possessed, even though he's just looking at her. Wouldn't you say like, yeah, you look like a you look like shit like you should. Be- I
1: mean, her eyeballs are literally green, like no and big deal. She's got like crisscross scars on her face. She looks like she looks like a, a character from a Marvel movie, like an evil villain, like. Something's clearly wrong. And he's like, nah, I don't know. She's probably just banana pants. Like, all right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Father K is kind of writing this off, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm just like, dude, just bring some of the church officials to come see her. They would believe that in a heartbeat if they saw that. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, he goes and talks to his higher ups. I don't even know what this guy's name uh, name is, but he's father of the father. Oh, by the way, if you walk into a church and you say, father... And then everyone turns around. Isn't that confusing? (laughs) All the priests turn around. Can't you like make this a little bit more clear who you're talking to? Because they always say father.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And only the the person that they're talking to, the one that's supposed to turn around does. But in reality. Father. It would be be the entire. Yes. Like everyone in the church is like turns
1: around. Okay. But that would have been funny. (laughs)
0: Thank you. If this was. Yes. If this was a Wes Craven movie, I think that would have been it. Right. (laughs) And it should have been. Should have been when when Doctor K is talking to Reagan. I like how he's taking control of the conversation. So far, every interaction with her has been like, like everyone's screaming their head off and like running away. And he's just like, yeah, so let's talk. You know, he's like trying to draw draw the demon out
2: Mm -hmm. uh,
0: and separate Reagan from this this thing here. I really like when the (laughs) when Father K is talking to Reagan and Mm -hmm. Reagan is the demon opens the drawer next to the bed and then Father. father k goes -hmm. and like gingerly closes it and he's like do that again do it again the demon's like i don't want
1: it he's like a (laughs) fucking little teenager
0: like i'm not gonna do what you tell me no like i think this could all be solved by saying demon i think uh i don't i don't think you like being in reagan or i don't think you should (laughs) you know like just reverse psychology Mm -hmm. the demon so he's like and he like just pops out and that would have been I probably could have made this like a thirty-minute movie, and I would have been okay with that. Yeah. So it figures that the demon's a little bitch baby and won't do it again. But the demon is scared of holy water,
2: Mm -hmm. which
0: ironically in this scene turns out to be tap water, even though it's still the same. That was good. Mm -hmm. That was pretty good. Father K thinking on his feet. There they. I guess at this point, like Father K is taking on the case, and he's taking. (laughs) He took like tapes. Of Reagan talking and is, like, listening to him on his own time. Yeah. Like, just burning the midnight oil, just listening to these fucking, oh, I don't know. It's just, like, stupid conversations of, like, Reagan, like,
2: I like flowers
0: and daisies. It's like, okay. <laughs> like, I would fall asleep to that. <laughs> but he's, at one point, he's listening in his house. He takes it to his house
2: mm-hmm.
0: or his apartment or whatever, and is listening to him. And then the phone rings, and I almost shit my pants. It was so fucking loud. Like, yeah. both me and Father K. were. Like, <laughs> was very loud that was a good jump scare it's mm-hmm. a good jump scare but then he answers the phone and he continues to play the fucking thing where it's just like bleh, bleh, bleh. it's like the devil talk and then he's on the phone like isn't the other person on the other line like
2: what, what the okay? hell is that what
0: is going on like
2: mm-hmm. no nope, no
0: mention of that so i think that's funny that they didn't they just kind of rolling over it
1: it's fine
0: so at this point the the maid i think it's the maid her name oh sharon Thank you. I was okay. going to say not warranted, but...
1: I didn't know if that was the maid or if they were lovers. In my head, she and Chris are lovers because that made me happier to think about.
0: Mm. Okay. They did have like a like a tearful goodbye at the end. I'm just saying. Yes. So we're not sure what she is or what she does in Chris's life, but it's something. She calls Father K and says, you got to come see this shit. Look, you it's got right Niamh over here. <laughs> it's got Niamh So they go up and then like... Uh, they like lift her shirt up, and I'm like, uh, just... it was weird. Well, and then like slowly you see this, like help me on her stomach. And it's like, yeah, Who- who's writing that? I assume it's Reagan, but like, it's kind of a weird way to prove to father K that this is, I feel like there's so m- there's like an avalanche of facts coming at father K and he's running away from them instead of embracing them. He's mm-hmm. taking his running training. He's running on that track away from all the evidence. Uh, that was I know that wasn't a good one, Sid. I'm sorry. No. Um, <laughs> the uh, Father K goes to the the tippy top of the fathers of fathers, which you think would be yeah, God, yeah. but no, it's just some old the fucking. <laughs> you guy. think it'd be God. <laughs> and then he's like, "Well, you know, he's kind of explaining the situation how we mm-hmm. how we need to do an exorcist," and he's old, old guy is surprisingly on board and is like, "Okay, you know, we're gonna we're gonna call Father Marin who." not been seen Mm-mm. since the beginning of this movie no nope. i'm surprised they even remember well they barely remember they because barely he's like Isn't remember he? him. he's like in iraq or something the guy's like he's been back for four months <laughs> <laughs> it's like you want to keep track of your own right members yeah so he uh apparently father marin is partying up in woodstock that's what they say uh and he's writing a book or something
1: right just a little throwaway like he's a he's at woodstock no biggie like yeah what <laughs>
0: huh woodstock wait 73 hmm they they basically send like a courier i i want to imagine that that guy ran all the way from georgetown (laughs) i do too (laughs) to woodstock and then delivered that message Mm -hmm. and he looks at it and just keeps going on his walk like nothing affected him so we're like okay is he gonna Uh, show up or not
2: Mm -hmm. but
0: then the next scene is a car pulling up like a taxi and they're Basically, Father K is already at the house. The iconic Father, scene. Marin. Yeah, real. This is where I was like, okay, I've seen this in scary movie. I've mm-hmm. seen this spoofed. <laughs> so I've <seen> this spoofed. <laughs> well, that's what I recognize this from. I've never <laughs> seen this before. So they they get there and they're getting all geared up. No, rather, I'm sorry. Marin's he like sits at a chair and says, "Father K, can you get me?" And then he like he doesn't even say words as far as I'm concerned. I, I tried like going back and listening to it. I, I could not understand what he was saying, I just, yeah, I, he, he comes back with like his, his robes and holy water and all this other crap. And so they get dressed. This is the
2: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: montage of the superheroes suiting up yes. <laughs> and they make it really lame. And so they, they, uh they go into the room
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they, you know, they do the, I don't know, the prayer. I, I, I the am Lord's a Lord's prayer. I'm rec- I'm a recovering Catholic. So you so are. You gotta
1: I did not know that. Wait, really? Cut this out. <gasps> wow. Cut the cord. I'm learning so much about you, Jack.
0: Well, what you're learning is that I don't remember <laughs> Jack shit. Because what <laughs> was that prayer called?
1: The The Lord's Prayer. <laughs>
0: Oh, that guy. Okay, so oh they start saying the Lord's Prayer and like <laughs> flicking water, holy water at mm-hmm. Reagan, and she's freaking out, which is hilarious. Um <laughs> and then and then probably the most powerful line in the movie is the the power of Christ compels you. And they say it no less than 35 times.
1: Oh my god, so many times.
0: And the whole time Reagan is just kind of like slowly levitating it was uh, like
1: it did not compel her at all because she no. starts to levitate
0: no I, I mean i guess i say it enough where she's like I'm slowly going back down like <laughs> that was that was kind of an anticlimactic i was expecting yeah. maybe another puke scene or something but um that's okay No, at this point you know they bring her back down and then mm-hmm. the fathers are tired let me tell you <laughs> father time has put you know oh ravaged these fathers father um and so father Marin's like Go outside and get a break. And Mm -hmm. they they're both (laughs) both sitting on the stairs, like they've just done round one (laughs) with a (laughs) rocky. And they they go back in, and then Father Marin kind of sees that because um, Father Kay's mother has died. The demon is using that against him, and he's like now a weak, yeah, he's like a weak link in this in this exorcism. So he says, "Get the fuck out of here." So he leaves. Father K- Father Maron's in there by himself, and he already wasn't looking good. No, <laughs> back back in his archaeology days, he was looking bad. Yeah, and he's 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 going and popping his pills in the bathroom. He's doing everything he can. His little <laughs> Altoids, his
1: little Altoids.
0: Yeah, <laughs> need fresh breath before you're going to fight a demon.
1: That's right, it's important.
0: Father K is kind of sulking in the entryway. Chris mm-hmm. says, "Is she going to die?" He says, "No," and then he goes back upstairs. <laughs> no, lo and behold, lo and behold, she's not dead. But someone else in the room is, mm-hmm. and Marin uh, is Marin taking a cat nap. I think he fell asleep while he was reading the book.
1: <laughs> Father Marin is dead.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it, it's not really explicitly said how he dies, I guess. Do you have any insights into I, that? Sid? Yeah.
1: Like it's off screen. So when Father K bursts back into the room and sees Father Marin is dead, mm-hmm. like Reagan is in her chair giggling. Like, so you get the impression that she killed him, but I'm not sure Mm -hmm. if she stopped his heart, if she, we don't really know because he doesn't look like beat up.
0: He hasn't been bloodied to a pulp. No. Like everyone else in this movie. (laughs) Um, I want to agree that maybe think like somehow the demon knew he had a bad heart and like just Mm. made it fail on him or something. Something. He also did say it was very strenuous, the exercising. So True. He he knew this was coming. (laughs) He knew this was part of it. So, at this point,
1: oh my god, I forgot. Yep.
0: (laughs) Yep. At this point, Father K is a little (laughs) pissed off, and he uh, he pulls out that inner Rocky in him and he starts kicking the shit out of Reagan, just punching her in the face. (laughs) He did. And he's saying, he's saying, you know, basically like, go into me. He's like asking the demon to come into him,
2: Mm -hmm. and.
0: You do see his eyes turn green. So at a certain point, you understand that the demon has left Reagan and entered Father K. Mm-hmm. And then he just says, I'm out of here. And he jumps out of the window.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm going to save this girl by punching her in the face and convincing the demon to come into my body. And then I'm going to kill myself. Like, so I got to sm- be honest. Punching oh. the devil in the face, I guess.
0: <laughs> punching the devil. <laughs> I gotta say, I didn't think Father K was gonna die and I was a little disappointed.
1: I forgot he died. I it's been so long since I've seen this movie.
0: I I knew the stairs were a big deal in this movie and <laughs> like I said, they're the best actor in this movie. State? But I didn't I thought it would be the older father, father's father, who went down the stairs. <laughs> father's <somehow>. father. <laughs> it's it's yeah. father's all the way down, said father's all the way down
1: so i think that's a john green book right
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah it's he jumps out the window and like seeing him at the bottom of the stairs was actually pretty like it was a good shot it was kind of a moving shot i was Mm -hmm. like oh wow he's he's fucking dead like he's dead he's gone and then people start congregating around him and i was gonna say father dyer comes up and is you know trying to get like saying like do you have any sins you want to forget? He was basically mm-hmm. trying to do his last, last, uh, last rites. Thank you. I have repressed all of this.
1: You're welcome. I'm not even Catholic. Okay. So I wanted to say real quick. So this scene where he father, the, the other Marin? father, not, yeah. Thank you. Father Marin, Marin. when he's reading father Kay's last rites is like, father K is bleeding out on the bottom of the steps. That scene, why father Marin has tears in his face is because the director was like, didn't like how the takes were going. So he pulled the guy who's playing Father Marin aside and he's like, Hey, do you trust me? And he's like, Sure. So he hauls off and slaps him across the face. So when he's got tears in his eyes and he's crying because Father K is like dying, that's because mm-hmm. the director just smacked him in the face and then yelled action.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. I Father Dyer. I'm sorry. Obviously. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. Father Dyer. Father
0: Marin is the grandfather's father. <laughs> Father Dyer is uncle's, <laughs> uncle's father's uncle. So, Father I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. So, another instance of, like, the director, yeah, he I just guess, getting impatient?
1: Hauled right? off and slapped the shit out of Father Dyer and then yelled, go.
0: And and I'm led to believe you don't believe in that.
1: Uh, slapping Wrecking people in the face? Uh, you know, not really. Okay, well. Like, I have a couple of... No, I'm just kidding.
0: If we, if we need to turn this fucking podcast around, I would let you slap <laughs> me. Like, if I'm taking this off in a direction that doesn't... Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I will. Oh, I will. Yeah? hmm
0: Audience, the joke is she lives very far away. I do. It's sad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so was this a happy ending to you? Because <laughs> Father K jumps out the window. Reagan is crying. Chris is crying. Father Marin's dead. Happy ending much?
1: I mean, right, because technically, like, Reagan is no longer possessed, and she and Chris are leaving together alive, but, like, they're scarred for the rest of their life, and they left mm-hmm. a bloody trail behind them. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Oh, and I also want to know, so, okay, sensibly, now, I don't, like you said, I think they're renting this house, mm-hmm. so... Obviously, when the director dies, the movie's probably not going to continue. So they move out of that house, and I said the most sensible thing you could do is get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. And then, but then I also asked myself, <laughs> how long was it between Regan being exercised and them moving out? Because we see Regan, and there's like a little smudge of black on her face, true. but there's no scars, all that shit that her, her fucked up face and the way she looked, fucked looks, up looks fine now.
1: That's true. So they must have stayed there for like a minute before they're like, you know what? Fuck this. Let's leave.
0: And in a movie that wants to show you everything, they don't show you that <laughs> kind of funny,
1: right? They do. And they don't show you everything. They show you everything and nothing at the same time. It's really weird. Yes.
0: And then we get the last scene with two of the most likable characters next to the stairs. <laughs> it's Di- Father Dyer mm-hmm. and Lieutenant Kinderman. <laughs> and there's just this really weird exchange and then of course Kinderman he's lonely and he wants to be. He's to go so to
1: the movie. lonely.
0: And he again asked someone to go to a movie oh. and they say, Ha, so no. he's like, no. But then he's like, hey, how about lunch? And then they like go do that. And that's I like, yeah, I'm like, that's a really weird ending. Um and they just Chris and Linda just drive or Reagan rather, drive away, and that's it.
2: And
1: that's and that's the movie. Yeah. it, it was I don't love this
2: movie.
0: <laughs> it was too slow.
2: hmm
0: Way too slow. I just
2: I just now put together a piece of the puzzle. So Uh-oh. Uh, remember when I mentioned the the Hamza hand necklace? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the it's a Mesopotamian protection necklace. hmm And I just now realized the other little medallion that keeps showing up that you can never really tell what the hell it is.
0: It's mm-hmm. the one that Father Marin had yeah yeah okay
2: yeah. it, it's it's a madonna and child it's uh mary and little baby oh, jesus so okay. it's like switch out switch out your mesopotamian necklace for you know christian necklace oh my gosh to save yourself from <laughs> oh. demons
1: save yourself yeah you know that's interesting
0: so i did not understand what that was and i was like mm-hmm. that is the thing that the demon lives in. So I thought it was funny <laughs> that the father was like, no, you take that back. <laughs> I don't want, so want this. Goddamn, Father Dyer, come on. Mm-hmm. But that makes more sense, the the protection medallion. Even though it didn't work for Father Marin, he died.
1: It did not. Didn't protect shit.
0: He could have died of unrelated causes, like old age. He could have just died right <laughs> at, like, the, at the wrong time.
1: Oh, no, I'm old.
2: Ah, um,
0: <laughs> bad time to die. Oh, no. Oh, I got that demon was like, I'm not getting in that body. It's not, it's not many more miles on that thing. Yeah,
1: so. I'm not going to last if I go in that one.
0: <laughs> so, Sid, um, kind of running with our theme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I this is kind of an odd one because I guess Reagan is basically the final femme, but she's kind also of. the person that tried to, or killed people or killed Burke anyway. But we'll look past all that. <laughs> we'll, look, we'll look past that and say what what kind of drink would you give if she was twenty-one, let's just pretend in this scenario. She's, she's twenty one. She's old enough to drink. What drink would you have, Reagan? Or would would you serve Reagan?
1: Okay. I am going to give Reagan because she's so fond of gross green stuff, I'm gonna give her Green Fairy Absence.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: just choke it down baby girl
0: can you tell me what the hell that tastes like
1: i i'm pretty sure it tastes like licorice right i mm.
0: green licorice
1: i think it tastes like oh. liquor like black licorice
0: oh, oh i'm sorry oh yeah what's... that's worse than the devil's anus i would never <laughs> ever drink that
1: green black fairy licorice? absinthe oh yeah ab- well okay so absinthe is known as the green fairy i guess i'm I was being confusing, Ah. but yeah, I would give her absence.
0: Okay, well, your answer is much better than mine. So, what (laughs) I would give her, have you ever had an Irish car bomb? Yes. I mean, Sid.
1: Wow. Yes, I have.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sid, have you ever had an Irish car bomb? (laughs) Why are you laughing? I don't
1: know. (laughs) Yes, I have.
0: Okay. I don't know why that was so funny, but (laughs) um, so, what I would give Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Reagan would be uh, uh, an Irish car bomb. I will explain. Irish Bomb is a pint of Irish stout, mm-hmm. usually Guinness. Um, and then it has a little shot glass that has half ounce of Irish cream, mm-hmm. quarter ounce of coffee liqueur, quarter ounce of Irish whiskey in a shot, and then it's dropped into the drink. But I would substitute the Irish cream for Reagan's vomit.
1: Ew. What? Oh, you're going to make her drink her own vomit?
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> then I'll pick the closest thing that I can find to what that is. Split pea soup. So you, uh, you,
2: you oh, <laughs> that's not much better. Now which
0: one do you like better? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so a split pea soup carbom is what I would give Reagan.
1: What I think my drink's easier to swallow.
0: Mm. mm. No. Black licorice, may I remind you? You're a Jaeger person, aren't you, Sid?
1: I mean, I don't love it, but I Oh no! But we're not but friends anymore.
2: Oh,
1: well, tune in next week when I'll be by myself. <laughs> just me and Max holding it down.
0: Couldn't ask for a better producer, so.
1: That's true. I envy you. That's true. He's way better than listen. that Mark guy.
0: Well, he went up. He just went up and died I, on us. Uh, Bloody Marys all around.
1: Hey. Yes. Love well. it. Okay. And, uh, and you didn't ask, but this is what I would give Father K, because... He mm, he does mm. get a drink at one point, and he asks Chris for a drink, and he's like, yeah, scotch, lots of water and ice. And I'm like, listen, Father, you're seeing some fucked up shit. At least take your scotch neat. Like, come on, man.
0: Yeah, he, I mean, he basically did, right? He ended he was, up doing it, yeah. He was forced to, but yeah, I Father K. Hmm, hmm, Father hmm, K. Hmm. I didn't think about this at all, so this is going to be all on a whim. I would, him, I would give him – I would give him – I would give. Him- oh my goodness! <laughs> I, it's the power of Christ compels you. I would give him. I would get. Gi- oh sorry. Jesus Christ! Please cut all this out. I have no idea what I would give him. <laughs> I like your point that Father K would get a nice whiskey.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, yeah, I I think Reagan's the one that deserves the drink. I agree. So, you could pour one out for your homie if you go to Father K's funeral, but true. so maybe a 40 that's what i would do i'd take a mickey's 40 and i'd dump it in his grave as like a last uh
1: that seems very respectful i love that thank you (laughs) thank you uh okay well i think that's probably it for us
0: yeah that was a not a fun movie don't ever ask me to watch this again
1: yeah i didn't love it well i didn't like it either if it makes you feel any better
0: perfect (laughs) (laughs) all right all right
1: see you guys later
0: Bye.
2: Bye.